Hey, drunk mythology friends. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the drunk mythology, drunk mythology gals. mythology gals. I, I don't even want to talk about I just, it anymore. <laughs> I just always feel like this is a malicious attack like on me because I'm just actually trying to like I was trying be in rhythm. No, I'm no, always all of being you are doubted. trying to you're all trying to mess it up. And I'm I like not. how seriously I, I'm obviously taking this. I went I waited a beat and then I did it in a nice little rhythm and you could have jumped uh-huh. in. Like I said, I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna get a metronome. You keep saying that. I'm I waiting know, for I the too. day. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day. I, it's hilarious that she thinks a metronome will fix the problem. <laughs> well, it's the same way she assumes there are rails. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you go off of the metronome beat, then again, I can prove that this is a malicious act that you keep denying. I've never denied it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm you, y'all might be thinking of how to like Ravenclaw like your way did out. Did you of this, seriously just say y'all? I did. Yeah, I Hey, I grew up in Indiana. I can do it. We don't say that in Indiana. No. Yeah, we do, y'all. No. The people in Indiana who think that they're southern, they say it. And like I didn't want to be friends with those people. Well, it's not like we're friends. They're the they're the people that like you know friends. They're the people that like decorate their homes with like signs that say like you know sweet tea and things like that. Okay, uh, I am married to a guy from North Carolina, so let's let's uh, yeah, but yeah, you, there's but that. You said there's it that. was that's but I understand that then. But you said I'm from Indiana, and that's why I say this. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I am really delightful today. Yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck are you? And anyway, you know what? You can try and Ravenclaw your way out of your culpability for not being in sync with me on saying the title of our show. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna slither in back at you with the Olympics, part three. Yay! Uh, it's the final. Are you? No, don't. I'm sure she has another one up somewhere. She's gonna pull. Well, out. yeah, because we have the Patreon after this somewhere. <laughs> you know, you can take that and put it up where. <laughs> so. This is going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so maybe it's best that we're actually talking about, you know, some of the actual sports and the scandals today because I think we're probably in the right mood for it. And then on the Patreon, uh, we're going to talk about women in the ancient Olympics because, yeah, I got stories. Mm. Awesome. It's actually yeah. pretty cool. And also, uh, I just want to say shout out to Simone Biles for rallying and, you know, being firm about her physical safety and mental health and mm-hmm. rallying to get a fucking bronze medal, baby. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mental health is health. So, yeah, that's what I say. That's what we all say. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, now I don't have to say another <laughs> positive thing for the next four years. 
you've done your deed. That's it. Uh, I I stretched myself to the max, and now I'm done. I retire. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jen, you you are a little on more than <laughs> typical today. So, what's in the cup? Let's and which cup? what the what the cup is? It's it's my flamingo cup. Yeah, I made sure. And uh, it's just, just tepid water because that <laughs> – I did have a cup of coffee, though, right before this. And now I'm ah. that. That might be okay. I, it could also be strong flamingo – big flamingo energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. And also I've been, like, trying to, like, you know, find – pictures of force for graphics and I'm just I'm in a I'm in a fun headspace. <laughs> oh, awesome. She's lost in the woods. Yeah. You're and then like the I was woods. telling I was telling Kate before I bought like all of this stuff just for taking photos like promotional coins. photos. And I can't wait for someone to tell me these are pirate coins and not in Norse, you know, viking coins. Like I'm I'm waiting for that. Oh, but, fun. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? They look cool. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Kate? Uh, I'm actually drinking ice water right now. Oh, okay. Wow. I know, I know. But I actually have been um, <laughs> applying yet another coat of uh, joint compound to the walls of my study because I did a shitty job the first time. Oh. Yeah, after sanding it down, I was like, yep, yeah, this still is not even. So, so so you and I are both running on pure spite right now. Uh and like sweaty muscle aching hand cramping rage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I yeah. It's You're on um, vacation. I, I mentioned real quick in a message before we oh, yeah. um before we hit record that my bank card number got hijacked. And I'm I'm supposed to, I'm on vacation right now. And so I'm sitting on the beach and I get a text alert on my phone. A transaction that is suspicious is showing up. Please call. <laughs> I call and it, yeah, it turns out it's, it is a legitimate fraud transaction originating from some foreign country. Um, Did they say which ones? No, they didn't tell me which one. They uh, uh so my card is now canceled. Cancel I, culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be up to 10 days before I get my replacement because I don't want to pay an expedite fee. And um so now I have a new chore on my list of like I don't have enough to do already. <laughs> I have like automatic payments that use that card number like the exterminator it's uh, my amazon account my oh, amazon no. account uses Uh-oh. that card <laughs> oh no oh i uh, oh yeah. i hope i buy extra i wonder ice cube dishes. if that thing you sent me is <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, it triggered it like because it came straight from china <laughs> And I can't fix any of these accounts, these, you know, like the exterminator Mm -hmm. or Amazon. I can't sort it all out until I get the new card and have the new number. So this is hanging over your head for the next however many days till you get the new card. Yeah. 
And you're taking Lucy to school next week. Right. Yeah. Fun times. Oh, oh. Ask me how much the charge was. Ask me. Wait, the the charge? The fraud charge. Oh my God, how much? 81 cents. (laughs) What? That's a taking down right there. Taken down by 81 cents. What can you buy for 81 cents? Who takes a credit card for 81 cents? Like, they all have minimums. (sighs) 81? Yeah. What can you buy with 81 cents? So what's my husband's speculating, and and it makes total sense from an accounting and banking perspective. You've probably got these hackers that are sitting there. uh, Let's just test this number, this account number. They're pinging it. Yeah, they're pinging. Send through a tiny transaction, see if it goes through. And when they get ones that come back successful, then whammy with the big charge. Yep. But so, thankfully, I I have an amazing bank. It's a local credit union that I use, and the the charge hasn't even hit yet. It's still sitting there as a pending incoming transaction, and they're like, "Uh, this looks suspicious. We need to reach out to her." And sure enough, it is. So major kudos to my bank. They awesome. they were on it, but it yay for still, credit unions, man. Yeah, it still sucks that I'm, you know. Well, yeah. what it means is that Sam's card, because he has a different account number, same checking account, but, you know, they mm-hmm. they give you each person a, their own account number so that mm-hmm. it you can track. help in these kinds of situations. Yeah. Only one card gets canceled. So he's my sugar daddy for the next 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going with. All right. I, I hope you packed... A pair oh. of high heels, and <laughs> I need to go buy some Louboutins. Yeah, you we do with his card. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, as far as drinking, I I don't even have a water. I have nothing in front of me. That's oh. sad. <laughs> I'm sitting. Wow, I'm just... and we're like this already. Damn. <laughs> oh. We must nothing. be special and on fire when we're actually drinking. Yeah, I have. There's a bottle of After Sun Aloe Lotion, <laughs> and I'm not going to drink. That. I was going to say yeah. I don't think that's for internal use. No, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, and did so- I tell you about the pop filter? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah. We, I we didn't need pack- to share the pop filter. Yeah, I didn't pack my pop filter. And so when, you know, when we first logged on to the recording room, you guys were like, uh, you sound weird. And I was like, okay, hang on, hang on. She sounded like How's she was this? in a, in, in a uh, soup can. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, I tried something and I was like, how's this? And you're like, oh yeah, that's better. And I trust that it still is better. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It still is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm holding up a subway napkin in front of the microphone. <laughs> Hey, it works. And we made you take a picture of it because it's going into the Drunk Mythology Gals collection of fucked up pop filters. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Subway. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
That brings us to our disclaimer. Do not drink and drive. (laughs) Cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, subway, napkin, pop filters, Louis Vuitton (laughs) shoes. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young and didn't have credit cards. So I thought it would be easiest to go through the sports by kind of just going through a quick rundown of the actual program of the five days that were the Olympics. So... um, On the first day, it was all opening ceremonies. There were uh, trumpet heralding competitions. Like it was a lot of entertainment. And basically after the parade of the athletes and the prayers to Zeus, uh, you went and got drunk. So pretty much like today? Yep. (laughs) Nothing's new. Isn't that what you always say, Kate? Day two started actually with one of the most, uh, I guess you could call it, exciting events. It's the Tetrapon, the four-horse chariot competition. And after okay. that came the uh, bareback horse racing. Um, yeah, saddles are for sissies, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, and and then... In 408 BCE, they did add a two-horse chariot race. But let's talk about the four-horse chariot racing because this is like the Grand Prix of the ancient Olympics. So interestingly enough, scholars all agree that Ben-Hur, if you've ever seen that movie, is actually right on the nose. Hollywood is not exaggerating in terms of just how crazy, chaotic, and violent the chariot races were. Wow. Yeah. Um, And interestingly, as I was researching chariots, um, they were the speed machine for a lot longer than cars. I mean, this might be the century of the motor car, but let's talk about almost 1900 years of the chariot. So sure. Yeah. yeah, like 1280-ish BCE is the first recorded chariot battle in Egypt. And the last one was around 600 CE. And I mean, they were used in war, in entertainment, in sports. So yeah, like it's, the chariots were a thing a lot longer than, you know, car and driver. So the race started with 40, 40 four horse chariots. So, so that's 160 horses. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot. So think of the Kentucky Derby, like when you see 15 to 20 horses out of the gate. Wow. Now think of a little bit wider track, but not much. Hey. And 40 of these <laughs> chariots. <laughs> And wow. yeah, it's crowded. It's, it's scary. It's probably pretty thrilling until you actually have to start <laughs> the mm-hmm. horses. <laughs> Gentlemen, mm. start your horses. Yeah. Um, now there was a lot of, uh, you know, showmanship in, you know, 
parading your horse and your horses and chariot out there. And yes, they even oiled their horses. Of course. Oh my goodness. What what didn't they oil? Um, (laughs) I I really can't think of anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wait, 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 wait. Were they doing this naked? No, that's a good question. Actually, chari- charioteering was the one uh, thing where I guess you were allowed to wear. Okay. Like, that's that's disappointing to me. I know. Right? I know. But why do they get to wear clothes? Wear well, you know, and it's not something. like the protective gear did any good. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, so okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> the four horses were all. Uh, abreast, like all in a row, but uh, just a little bit um, at a curve. So uh, the two horses in the middle were the biggest and strongest for pulling and speed. And the two horses on either side were set back just a few inches so that they were used for agility and turning. And interesting. Yeah. You know, cause like when you look at, you know, different racehorses versus jumping horse, like you can tell different horses have different skills and, sure. you know, by body type, if you like really get into, you know, looking at horses a lot. Um, you know what, yeah. Kate, this, this would be an excellent point in your notes where you could have put a picture for us, an image. Do you, Jen, do, you, do you agree? Yeah, because then I could have made fun of the image, and now she's <laughs> robbed me of that. Do you really? Do you really, really want an image? All right. I mean, I'm trying to visualize the two horses on the outside, just slightly further back than the two horses in the middle, and a graphic really would have helped. All right. All right. You know what? Let's live Google this shit. All right. <laughs> And you have to post it in our notes because I have, you know, my Wi-Fi is not great. So I closed all my other tabs. Yep. Yep. Okay. Hang on. I I found, okay, copy image and I'm posting it in our goddamn notes. <laughs> there. I think all we do is actually troll Kate. We don't even like care. I know. So that's why this I didn't put a picture accurate, in there. This isn't accurate. This is from a movie. But this is in color. Did yeah. I not tell you that this was like... <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm just moving on. So <laughs> this is from Hollywood. I can't accept this. Now I know that you're not actually listening. <laughs> well, the picture... I you know. didn't say we what were... kind of picture. No. And you also heard me say Ben-Hur was accurate. Well, I know that. But still, you're. I was expecting like something like before, where it was like from some kind of textbook, like an academic source, even though it's accurate. But however, <laughs> this is still from a movie, a film. So <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a hard time. I'm, I'm admitting that. I don't really So care. the chariots <laughs> themselves were actually really decorative and... <laughs> yeah yeah no i i'm just you wait as soon as we're done with this i am going i am going to find so many chariot pictures you're going to be like the fuck <laughs> stop with the chariot pictures <laughs> but yeah so uh yeah the chariots themselves 
were actually really decorative. Like you've seen the NASCAR cars, like with all the sponsorships and shit and the like flashy paint. Well, they did the same thing. They had gold jewels, you know, precious wood inlay. Um, They were also painted with evil eye wardings, including uh, symbols of concentric circles and penises. Of course. Because the painting of a penis kept bad things at bay. Like, hey, I am a dick. Oh, my goodness. I just made that joke, but that's all right. So, (laughs) yeah. The chariots were also um, really flimsy. (laughs) Because you had to make them as light as possible to pull for greater speed. Oh. This also meant you had really spectacular accidents. Oh, yeah. Because you could have the chariots basically go flying. So wow. There, the, the course was set up with four very sharp 180-degree turns. And Wait a minute. What? I'm sorry. Like, not four. I I wrote yeah, down the I'm wrong like, that word. math doesn't work. I know there were two sharp eighty degree turns. <laughs> I was okay. I was somehow dividing it. <clears throat> My brain doesn't math anyway. Um, so out and back, out and back, and you did this twenty four times. Oh, yeah. And okay. I mean, it, again, if you will refer to the picture. <laughs> You will see that it's actually fairly wide. <laughs> you know, the four horses are pretty intense in terms of like having to calculate the angle of that without flipping your chariot. Yeah. But if you didn't and you um, nicked the post, your chariot could, at best case, judder and it would um, cause you to be tossed forward over the rail of the chariot caught in the reins of the horses and dragged under and dragged along the track by screaming trampling horses that were then run into by all the other chariots behind you Mm. like I said it's NASCAR nothing is new Um, yeah and there were actually uh cleaning teams and attendants whose job it was to literally get onto the track and drag the mangled chariots, the corpses, the freaking out horses off and out of the way. Wow. Before the next turn. And the corpses were usually so mangled and disfigured that they were almost unrecognizable and had to generally be identified by like their tunics if they were still Attached. Wow. Yeah. So then they might be naked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that went dark real fast. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was, it was, that was the opening competition of the Olympics. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, just like the Kentucky Derby, the owner of the chariot team 
and the charioteer were different. So think the owner of the horse and the jockey. Ah, okay. And surprisingly, this was the one place where women could actually technically, quote unquote, compete because they could own the horses and chariot and hire the charioteer. And there are some examples, not a lot, but there are some of women actually winning. Oh, yay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a win, technically. So it's a win, but yeah, they weren't allowed to actually participate, but they could sponsor. Yeah. Right. So after that equestrian craziness, there was the bareback racing, which was its own kind of shit show because you're bareback racing and people would like, you know, if you've ever ridden horses and ridden speed and it's, it's frightening enough when you're secure in the saddle, <laughs> you know? Um, wow. But, uh, you know, I've been thrown by a horse before and, you know, I've been bumped by horses and other riders and it's not, it's, crazy. And if I was riding bareback, I'd be like, fuck. So after the equestrian events in the morning, um, the afternoon was the pentathlon. So that was discus, javelin, long jumping, running, and wrestling. Okay. And there's nothing exciting about that. I mean, there is, but whatever. Um, And those are the ones that went, what we've talked about in the past, those were naked. Yeah, everything's naked. Okay. Except no, for the except chariot. The chariot. Except for the chariot. The one thing you want to be naked. <laughs> Do you? Do you? No. I think they let you wear something because there's like rocks and shit flying up at you from the horse. You know, there's Yeah. I don't know. It might okay. hurt the bits. It it might be like a vain attempt at safety. I don't know. But anyway. I don't think it is. It certainly does sound like it's a higher risk than any of the other events. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there aren't a lot of survive people who walked away from the chariot crashes. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, mourning for the lost youth, basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) anytime there's a crash. So the evening of the second day, there was a ritual funeral uh, for this quasi-mythical charioteer named uh, Pelops, and I'll tell his story some other time because no one really cares, and then everybody gets drunk. Okay. Eh, you know. Uh, Day three, interestingly, is... It begins with a major religious ritual, which also happens to coincide with the day of the full moon, and a procession to the great altar of Zeus and a sacrifice of 100 oxen. Oh, I know. Poor oxen. Like, what did they ever do? That's a lot. And all I can think of is the smell and the... And the flies and the so yeah. Remember how last week we talked about there were sanitation issues. I think this is part of it. Yeah, it sounds like it. um, In the afternoon, probably because most everybody else was like kind of queasy, they had the boys 
the junior Olympics, basically, the boys wrestling, running, boxing, and after 200 BCE, the boys pancration, which is that no holds barred, you can use the entire stadium <laughs> and you fight until oh, somebody right, gives that up. One. Yep. And in yeah. the evening of the day, you have a public barbecue off that that uh, those 100 poor oxen just... It's ostensibly in honor of Zeus, but really Zeus must be so pissed off because remember how he got screwed over by Prometheus in terms of what he got out of the barbecue? Yeah. So everybody's having really Sounds nice familiar. tender fall off the bone, some good beef oxen brisket, and Zeus has some bones and hide. Yeah. <laughs> what you want the best part yeah pretty much so day four in the Soup morning bones bones also buco on the hoof <laughs> but yeah uh day four is uh another really big day for the sports although i i'm shocked anybody is able to participate in running after like that huge barbecue that night, um, the night before, but that, that was the day of the racing. So you had in the morning, the 200, 400 and 3,600 meter races. So each of the races had 20 runners. So they had qualifying heats to eliminate the hundreds of other competitors in that month beforehand when all the athletes were supposed to report to um, the town of Ellis in order to train officially. Um, there was a marble starting oh, right, block right. that forced the runners to stand with one foot only seven inches ahead of the other. So- yeah, like it's a very awkward stance because then you had to lean forward with your arms stretched front like a diver. And I'm going to, they also had a really funky spring-loaded, uh, a really funky spring-loaded starting rope. And I'm going to take a picture of it because I, you know, you wanted a picture. I feel like you talked about this on one of the others. This sounds, this sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, I talked about their starting. Uh, yeah, I was having a hard time picturing it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I put that in our. You're gonna make sorry. me open Discord. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying make- to watch how much. I use how much like network traffic I'm using because I don't have a great Wi-Fi here. Fine. I'll paste it. Very interesting. Very riveting stuff. No, shut up. I'm getting discord. I'm opening up the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought a other gen would be interested because it's all running and racing, right? Like, look at that Rube yeah, Goldberg yeah. shit. And <laughs> so that is... Uh, it's still spinning, trying to load. <laughs> okay. So basically, they had this literally Rube Goldberg quasi-spring-loaded contraption with a starting rope. 
Mm-hmm. And um, the 3,600 meter race was the first one and it was early in the morning. So nobody gave a fuck and hardly anybody showed up. Um, however, they, <laughs> they did, uh, let's see. Oh, I skipped ahead. So anyway, that race generally lasted about 15 minutes, which meant they were doing about five minute miles, which is pretty good considering no shoes and flappage. <laughs> flappage. Yes. Just yeah. saying. So now, is this, is it a the terrain? Is this just around the track? It's as hard I would packed call it clay. Today? It's just it's hard packed it's, clay with white. The sand. elevation is flat the whole way. Yep. yep. They actually had a team of so, okay. groundskeepers to like smooth out the track. After it was like human zambonis. Okay. Right. So. Right. Okay, so yeah, it's um, in my mind that that seems very reasonable with no no elevation changes, Mm -hmm. no meaning no hills. Yep, and early in the morning. Yeah, I I I buy that absolutely. Yeah, so I'd be interested to see somebody do that barefoot on sand, like some of our Olympic runners, what would they do barefoot on a sand? Yeah. Ha- I mean, hard clay type. It, it explains the oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, otherwise uh, I <laughs> would think it'd be a little uncomfortable. So, um, the 200 meter race was the event of the whole games. Like it was the crowning achievement. Um, Kind of like the hundred meter sprint today, only just bigger. So they would even name the games and basically it it became part of the, how they named the Olympiad. So for example, um, they would say, you know, such and such year was the third year of the 80th Olympiad when Lattice of Argos won the stadion. And that's their way of saying like 470, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, that would be like saying 200, uh, 218. 2018 would be the second year of the 31st Olympiad when Usain Bolt won the stadion. That's how we would say oh. 2018. Okay. Kind of, yeah, right? <laughs> a, a little clunky, but meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody cared about the 400-meter race and those poor runners. Oh, so. <laughs> Yeah. Surprise. Um, so the three-mile uh, race was 24 laps back and forth, and there was a big column at one end that you kind of had to make a turn around and they kept enlarging the base of it because people were trying to grab and swing themselves around the column to get momentum. Oh, sure. So I, I, <laughs> I mean, unless that's, there's a rule saying you can't do that. Well, there wasn't. Yeah. You're doing just, that. You know, they just wanted to like, I don't know, try and discourage it. So they kept enlarging the base of it. So, 
anyway, um, there was, <laughs> I think we talked about this before, but there was no marathon in the ancient Olympic games. Um, however, there were cases of like here and Why? there of extreme marathon. So the marathon quote unquote was really, Why was there not a marathon or is that an episode all in itself? The, uh, that would, that, that would be a like, good thing for questions and shit. Okay, so, saving it. <laughs> saving it. <laughs> um, but there was were the occasional, like, kind of crazy people who were like, you know what? Let's just keep running. So in 320 BCE, Drymos of Argos won the 3,600 meter and was so high on victory, he ran the 80 miles home to Argos, arriving there the same day. Yeah. Now, okay. There is an ultra marathon today that is based on an ancient claim by the historian Herodotus that some guy named Philippides had run all the way from Athens to Sparta, 153 miles. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that the one that died though then? Uh, possibly. I don't remember. Uh, but in 1982, some guy from the Royal Air Force was like, you know what? I'm going to see if you can actually do this. And he did do it in 36 hours, which is, I mean, pretty, pretty badass. Like, yeah. Now, I don't know if this record still yeah. holds, but as of, you know, the early 2000s, this was the longest ultramarathon in the world. And it's run every September from Athens to Sparta. And the winner touches the statue of King Leonidas in Sparta. He's crowned with an olive wreath and then immediately taken to the hospital because fuck me, who wouldn't be? <laughs> right. The yeah. record is held by... Uh, a Greek man named Yanis Kouros, who did it in 20 hours, 25 minutes. But wow. why though? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 20 hours, that, 153 miles. That's, that's, that's runner mentality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? And it's the answer is because I can't. Because can. I, yeah. So, uh, that's, yeah, I, I get that. I'm like, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> no, I know. I know. So the, um, the Greeks, uh, I don't think they, I mean, they respected the long distance runners, but it just wasn't as fun as the sprint. And so they started to make bad jokes about long distance running. And I, I found two of them. So it's time for the ancient Greek humor moment. Okay. Oh dear. Original Jen, <laughs> if you would. Uh, a man named Sharmos. I hope that's. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Once came in uh, seventh in a six man race. One of his friends was running alongside the track, barking encouragement from the sidelines, but still beat him. And if Sharmos had five friends, the people said he would have finished 12th. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's so mean. And other Jen. <laughs> Oh, okay. A runner named Marcus 
was so slow that the judges mistook him for one of the stone statues around the stadium. As night fell, they locked up the gates, and when they came back the next morning, Marcus had still only finished the first lap. Oh my gosh. I said they were ancient jokes. I never said they were good jokes. These are so lame. (laughs) They're such dad jokes. They are so lame. (laughs) (laughs) That There you go. That's what they are. (laughs) Oh, God. So... I, I can laugh at a lame dad joke. <laughs> there we go. You know, I, I thought that he, if he had five friends, he would have finished 12th. Ah, you know, that, that, that had its good. moment. That had its yeah. moment. So um, after the foot races, <laughs> the afternoon was wrestling, boxing, and the Pancratian. Now, I wanted to talk about the boxing gloves. And I, I put gloves in quotes for a reason because they were really 10 feet. 10 foot strips of leather softened with you guessed it oil and what is it? <laughs> and and wrapped around the boxer's wrists and hands and these were called quote unquote soft gloves even though there was nothing soft about them um because I don't know they had all that oil on them um I'm sure right? that would help soften there's stuff. a way of wrapping them that basically allows the edges to be around the knuckles so when you like when you do the punch it like cuts your opponent's face oh pretty wow. cool yeah yeah in 400 bce the sharp glove was invented and that was first you put a sheepskin that was wrapped around the hand and arm and then the leather strap was wrapped around it and it was bunched up around the knuckles creating sheepskin knuckles but like it's a uh, think of like spiky sandpaper i guess <laughs> cuz it's not fun to get hit with it they were this was called the mermecas or little ants because of the stinging and bleeding all over wherever you were hit and there was oh a bonus you could use you could use the sheepskin part on your forearm to wipe your sweat. Oh. So it's All like right. bonus. <laughs> and then we come up with um, why I say fuck the Romans. Because they invented the castus, which had metal weights and spikes on the knuckles. Okay. Because why maim when you can just fucking kill? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Like, creating a little fold of fabric wow. that's going to, like, really piss you off and kind of maybe scar you a little bit. Fine, fine. Fucking metal spikes and weights? I don't think so. Um, <gasps> trash talking was totally a thing. And I have a quote from Homer from the Iliad where Apeus is trash talking before his boxing match. So other Jen, if you would. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to channel this toward the whoever yeah. it is. Give us a dramatic hijacked, <laughs> hijacked my bank card number. <laughs> Anybody fights me, I'll bust him open and crush his bones better have his next of kin standing by to carry him out when I'm through. I love that. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Do you feel cleansed? It's, Do you feel cleansed? It sounded a little bit like Peaky Blinders or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <sighs> damn. I'm scared. I, I, I'm don't fuck with accountants, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So finally, uh, basically, whenever the Pankratian ended, you know, basically when some guy either passed out or surrendered, uh, you had the hoplite race, which was, as I mentioned, they the only other clothed event because they were running in full armor. Oh, right. I remember that one. Okay. Yep. And then everybody went and drank. Surprise. Then day five was closing ceremonies. The wreaths were presented. There were processions. And you got to get drunk and do the conga line around the Temple of Zeus. Yay! Yay! So, real quick, the scandals. They had their version of doping. At least it was magical doping. They didn't have steroids, which meant you had to, quote-unquote, use magical enhancements, which made testing kind of a bitch. So during the opening ceremony, you had to swear before the statue of Zeus that you would not use magic to cheat. Spoiler, people used magic to cheat. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, What what did they think magic was at this this time period? They would like write down curse tablets, uh, curses on clay tablets. Uh, (laughs) There were performance enhancing potions that probably involved oil. So we're talking about the Mean Girls Slam book. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on. I Let's see. Burn book. <laughs> Burn book. Is that the right word? Yeah. I don't remember the title. Yeah. It, it was Mean Girls, right? Oh, Wasn't yeah. Uh-huh. A- okay. Hang on. I, I actually will have the – I do have like some uh, curse uh, – where is it? Curses – Okay, um, so they were engraved on thin sheets of lead, rolled up and buried or tossed into the wells. So um, do not allow him to get past the starting lines. And if he does get past, make him veer off course and disgrace himself. Uh, another spell dooms a wrestler to be caught in the dark air of oblivion where his strength would be sapped. Um, You know, let him fall over his feet. Uh, You know, it was, it was just all like petty, like I'm not sure I'm going to win. So I'm going to hope the other guy fucks up. (laughs) (laughs) There was surprise, a lot of bribery too, um, because nothing is new. And <laughs> if you didn't who think are, you were, who are they bribing? Uh, so uh, the trainers and athletes and families would bribe each other. They would bribe the judges. <laughs> they would bribe other athletes. Um, the first uh, recorded bribery scandal was 383 BCE. Um, and Basically, the only way you found out that bribes were actually happening is because the other party said, no, I'm not going to do it. And they went and reported you to fuck you up. Uh, so, okay. <clears throat> um, and that one was one dad paid another dad to have his son throw a junior wrestling match. 
Mm. Now, those fines were collected and eventually paid for 16 bronze statues to line the walkway into the stadium. And these 16 bronze statues of Zeus had inscriptions on them warning athletes not to cheat. Not to cheat. But Zeus. Zeus. Let it never be said that there was never irony. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yep. So we'll we'll let loose with some cheating Zeus rage (laughs) right after this. Now return to the Trump Mythology Gals for part two. Questions and shit. Questions and shit about marathons. Yeah, so I wrote that down. You told me to save it. I wrote it yep. down. Why okay. was there not a marathon? Is Or is that like a question for a whole episode of its own? No, I mean, it's fairly straightforward. They... Okay. Um, first of all, the actual marathon itself was um, a historic event where basically one guy was like, got to get the news, you know, got to get it over to marathon. So he literally ran the 26.2 miles to marathon. And wait, marathon's died. a place. Marathon is a place. Oh, <gasps> that's how we get the name. <gasps> where is it? Greece. Is it's it? A, it's, yeah. I want to go there. Oh, field you trip. Know, field <laughs> trip. so um let me see hang on let me i'm just uh brushing up on the i'm live googling no i'm i'm actually (laughs) looking in this book that i have right here oh okay all right Live research. Live research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wanted to get it right because... So, basically, they used to have these long-distance running couriers, like the Pony Express, only people. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right, right. That makes sense. yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, these people would, you know, especially at war, they would bring um, news like the, you know, enemy army uh, vanquished our troops here. You need to move your troops here. Here's a message from the general, you know, or, you know, they're advancing, you know, pull in the gates and all that stuff. So uh, the Persians, this was during the Persian war, like around 480 to 490, something, something around then in Athens and um, the Persians had landed at Marathon and they were starting to attack the city. So Marathon sent a runner to uh, Athens uh, to, you know, let them know. And turns out that the Marathons, Marathoners kicked the ass of the Persian army. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So the runner took the uh, news. He ran from the battlefield of Marathon to Athens 
And he staggered into the city before the magistrates gasped out the words, rejoice, we won, then collapsed and and died. Yeah, that's what I was remembering. Wow. Now, we get this, uh, we get this from Herodotus. So, you know, it's a well-established story. If it's a real story, who knows? Okay, gotcha. But the 26.3 mile distance from Marathon to Athens point has, two. Well, I or, know that's Or the, was it point 0.3 in at that in that instance? Cuz the marathon we run now is point 0.2. Right. I don't know how it went from point 0.3 to point 0.2, but the oh, so distance the, it did change. Yeah, I mean, the distance from Marathon to Athens was 23 26.3 miles. Probably at that oh. time, maybe. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. you know, um, and there is, you know, the guy who ran from Athens to Sparta, the 153 miles. Some people say that was the same Philippides, but why would he die? If he could make it 153 miles, why would he die after <laughs> 26? I don't know. Maybe he was dehydrated. Or Maybe. was he older? Who know what were the time periods, the time differences? Uh see, I'm not sure of that. I think it's actually pretty apocryphal because I I really don't think it's the same guy. Okay. So I'm getting just too deep in the weeds. Yeah, no, I mean, these are awesome <laughs> weeds. These are awesome <laughs> weeds. Because, you know, it's it's something that we do today. We do this 26.2 mile run. Yeah. And, you know, but back then distance running wasn't seen so much as an elite training sport as it was like a fucking necessity of survival. Right. And I guess maybe that's why they didn't have the super long races in, um, in the actual Olympic games. Cause also like people wanted, you know, kind of quick little hits and quick little bits of, you know, entertainment. And then they could go eat something and, you know, watching a marathon. I mean, I've, we've watched the Boston marathon. We've watched lots of marathons, but you know, I think they just wanted a faster, you know, gratification Sure. Vain and impatient. There you go. There we go. That, yeah, was, that was the Olympics. Was Zeus the only god that got any attention during this time? Um, he got most of the attention. They would have, you know, you would go around and you could make offerings to other uh, other gods at their altars. Like there was a whole um, set of temples and altars for Hera. There was one for Hestia. There was one for Demeter. Um, you know, so you could definitely make offerings, but the, these Olympics were in honor of the Zeus who told you not to cheat. Yeah. (laughs) And also I'm curious with ox, because like in Norse myth, like the gods, if they're eating something, it's either boar or ox, there's nothing else. So is it like a a thing with gods, like their food? It's just a... they don't like believe in chicken. Why the ox? Yeah. 
That's why I'm, that's why I'm asking. Like, I'm wondering the significance of the ox really, compa- you know, seems you know, to be I, that's a out. really good question. And I think that's a deep dive. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh. Every time I say something, this is what happens. You know, it's only because you're so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to dive into the culinary habits of the gods. Yeah. Seriously. It's always boar ox. Well, do the yeah. Greeks, do they eat boar? They eat boar also, right? Um, they do. I, I haven't read a lot about sacrificing boar in Greek. Yeah, but I mean, like in the myths, do they feast on it? I don't remember them talking about feasting so much except for their ambrosia. Um, yeah, they, they they did a lot of ambrosia. They did a lot of ambrosia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, but like, do they do they talk about them eating things? Not so much. Like they, again, they they reserved they seem to be they involved in other meat. activities more than eating. Yeah. So, like, they reserved meat, like beef, primarily, and goat. Yeah. Um, they reserved that for like festivals and sacrifices because there was just so much of it that yeah. you had to have a lot of people to consume everything so it didn't go bad yeah. and nothing was wasted. Now in everyday life, the Greeks were not so bongo about fish. Mm-hmm. Fish was their jam. Yeah. And they had this whole culinary culture around cooking fish, preparing fish, fish dishes, like, you know, especially eel, which, woo, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so eel with sushi, fine. Down with it. Mm. Eel on the half shell. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I have a whole book called Courtesans and Fish Cakes. And it's literally about how obsessed um, Athenians were with fish. Like they called, wow. e- they called each other's characters into question over, you know, how crazy and what lengths they'd go to to get the freshest fish or the best fish. And it was like a political sabotage tool. You know, would you really trust a man who rises before the sun to go and bribe so and so to get him the first catch? You know. <laughs> Wow. I guess when okay. you don't have Twitter, you do odd things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm that is curious. I they would um sacrifice birds for uh I forget what it's called. It's a mancy. Um and they'd study the entrails for omens. But yeah, I and they probably ate the birds because, I mean, why would you waste it? But, yeah, they don't – I don't see a lot of – I mean, I guess sacrificing a chicken to the gods just doesn't have the same – Same punch. <laughs> and majesty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, imagine oh. losing your grip on the chicken <laughs> – and it's running around the altar of Zeus. Oh my and you've gosh. You've got a hundred chickens that you're trying to get through. 
We do That's not why condone. they went for the ox. It was slow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we I not, got you. We do not condone animal sacrifice, no. violence, or any of that, but <sighs> I can just see. <laughs> Some guy probably did try the chicken root. He's like, guys, guys, I mean, come on. Let's get some variety in the diet here. Let's do some chicken. I'm tired of beef. And he was probably wearing a red shirt. <laughs> probably. <laughs> His name was Bob. Bobbleus. Yeah. Bobbleus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There I think so. The return of Bobbleus, the red shirt. <laughs> Let's try chicken. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. Have- so. Yep. This has been an interesting episode. This is, yeah. Um, I, I know none of us are drunk. <laughs> I know. No. Right? Like, geez, this is weird. So is next week then more Olympics? Next week is you, dear. Okay. Yes. <gasps> Back to Ooh. Norse mythology. What do we get? What are we going to get? Do we know yet? Or have you decided? Well, I I remember we discussed a long long time ago that I think it's time for the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Although now you've been spoiled. <gasps> well, I'm kind of a little I, bit. Uh, no, Barely. there's no there's no spoiling the horse. I mean, the horse retains the charm in every telling. The charm. I, that's <laughs> a nice. <laughs> Way to phrase that. See, I'm nice. I'm nice to you. I'm going to have to find all the memes. There's so many memes with this. Oh, this is going to be great. Mina-palooza. I'm I'm curious. You guys are going to have to check something for me. Mm. If you go Netflix and you search Loki, tell Mm. me if a bunch of horse things pop up. Because I know for me and another friend it did. Like it's a bunch of My Little Pony and Spirit, the horse. What? Okay. And it's like someone (gasps) someone at Netflix knows Oh. what they're doing and i went to i went oh to goodness. congratulate them okay so i am i pulled up netflix on my phone and i'm gonna search loki i get crimson peak uh fatherhood uh mm, i don't get uh, Loki Arnaldo Baptista. Okay. <laughs> what? Because I know I get a bunch of horse results and my other friend did too. Um, I get the Witcher. I when get- did you, Jen, when did you do the search? Because I'm wondering if it was prior. A couple to- months ago. Okay. So prior to the TV show. Yeah. So that could have skewed things that could have skewed the, the algorithm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I get Ragnarok and I get Crimson Peak as the first two. Hmm. Let me see. Well, because it what like it should be if you go further in. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they changed it because it was all horse stuff for me, and I had even taken a screenshot of oh, it because man. missed it was opportunity. Like, I know. Yeah, I have the- a screenshot somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure that maybe, algorithm. Has maybe evolved. on the TV, like if you look there or like on the laptop, it will pop up still. Maybe. That's, but that's this, how I found it. Not like Well, on it the, could also be my algorithms. Like you probably have. I don't watch horse things. No, but, but like you have more, you know, Norse mythology and Loki related stuff in your queue right. than I do. Like my that's stuff true. is mostly Greek and like dark 
murder, <laughs> true crime. Okay, if you guys remind me when we get home, I'll go on the TV and I'll log in as my 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I'll type in Loki in the search and see what comes up. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm curious. Because I guarantee you Crimson I'm Peak looking, is not okay, going to come I, up. <laughs> I'm looking and there is spirit, but it's way down at the bottom. There are some horse things, but not as many as there were before. Somebody probably got caught. I think so. <laughs> because like it was it, it was uh, obvious what was happening there. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, in the spirit of... I, I don't even want to. I'm sleepyhead is what I'm going to call him, the horse. Okay. <laughs> if you if you don't want to miss the episode about the horse, sleep near, sleep near. Finally, the eight legged horse story. Yeah. Yep. Don't forget to add yourself to our media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals, on Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals, on Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web, we do have a website, um, drunkmythologygals.com. On Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkmythologygals. And Jen? email. You can send us a line at <laughs> drunkmythologygals at gmail.com. Special thanks to sound effects. My connection's like hiccuping. I don't, I... <laughs> oh, no. Odin. Yeah, it's Odin. He's mad. <laughs> Special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they suggest chicken instead of beef. And always remember if the gods can behave badly, so can you. Mm-hmm.